0: Hello, I'm Mark Tucker. Hey there, I'm Alan Furstenberg. Welcome to Two Voice Devs. Two Voice Devs. Hey, Alan. Hey, Mark. How is it going? (laughs) Fine. Oh, it's going to be one of those nights. I can tell.
1: Oh, I've so needed this this week. It's been a crazy week.
0: Oh, I totally, totally hear you.
1: Just hang out with my friend and talk talk to about voice stuff.
0: You know it, and it and it feels like I don't talk enough about voice stuff these days, and I enjoy it so much. You know, yeah, these it's really days, fun. And go ahead. I was going to say, especially when there's new things. That's true. There was there was new no announcement recently about APL, um, which is really exciting. APL,
1: yes, it is, and it's. Uh, I, I think it's something that we should speak about. Mark should speak about it.
0: I definitely think this is a, a Mark topic, all about Mark. A it's mark. all about Mark.
1: <laughs> so one of the announcements that came out with APL, the new version, uh, 2023.1, which is the new version of APL, is that they have added uh, a new event uh, and the ability to do speech marks. Uh, Alan, talk to us about what speech marks are.
0: So, so one of the the really really cool features that I liked about um, Interactive Canvas on the Google side was that in the SSML you could include the mark tag. And I like
1: that. Yeah, I,
0: it was a tag that I know you always had great affinity to. yes um, even though it didn't work on the Alexa side. But what was neat about the mark tag is that as it was reading it off, if the interactive canvas was active, it would fire an event when it hit that mark tag. So you could do really cool things like you know, um, have speech bubbles appear but only appear as you were getting to, to part of what was being said or show part of it and as you kept talking, change it to the next part and so forth and so on. So you could have a dynamic output that was directly related to the audio, so so dynamic visuals related to the audio. Um, okay. You could think of it as you know, um, coordinating your, your your syncing up uh, video and audio, which you know back in the the theater days was a big deal, and I you know it's a big deal also in the voice world. I think um, one of the real frustrating parts, though, was that. Alexa didn't support this. Uh, The other frustrating part was that this was only supported for interactive canvas, which meant it was only supported for games on the Google side. So there were, you know, I had a lot of very cool demos of this feature, which never saw the light of day because they weren't games. So what do we have now? What's what was part of the APL announcement regarding marks? Okay. So I need to
1: give just a little bit of history because there's there's only a certain case where it works. So, um, let's let's imagine you have an Alexa skill that does not have a uh, a display, so it's only a smart speaker. Okay. And part of the response that you send back from Alexa can be text that is is spoken. It could be just plain text, or you could have S- SSML. What happens is that gets sent back as part of the response that goes through the Alexa service that turns that into audio, which then sends that down to the device and the device plays the audio. So that's the way that it's been since the beginning. So at some point in time, a couple of years into it, they created this thing called APL. And the way that you show an APL document is that as part of that same response, you add a directive that says this is the document to show well it can show the document and it can still play that same text response back but they're kind of separate from each other it says show this on the screen and at the same time play this they're 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 kind of like in two different places They're, they're they're not they don't talk to each other
0: and and apl just for for those who May have forgotten is Alexa Presentation Language. Do I, do I have that correct? Okay.
1: Yep, yep. And that's the way that uh, design, you know, screens, and it could be used for anything. It could be for use for you know, education, animation. You know, your your normal apps. Uh, it could be business stuff. So, but that's APL is the way to way to to do um, do things. So, this approach does not work if that's what you do. Um, and a lot of what I've done is 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 been that way, partly because it's lazy and partly because I just I, I can do the same audio response whether it has a screen or it doesn't have a screen. Mm-hmm. I just And so this is going to require you to do a little bit different or do something different in the cases where you want to have this uh, interactivity based on the on the mark tag. So let me explain. Um, another way that you can do audio that's more based um, inside of APL itself. So inside of the APL document, you can have the document section, which is the the actual like root component, visual component tree, and you have different things. There's a data the, portion. De-
0: describes the the part that describes the layout.
1: Yeah, it's it's the screen. It's the HTML for the screen, right? Then there's a section, you know but, basically hey, but,
0: it's, but it's, it's but it's not HTML. it's not
1: HTML, but it's it's, it's a, that same purpose. yeah, sorry, I don't want to confuse anybody. There is definitely not HTML in there. Um, but yeah, it's kind of the same purpose of it's providing the layout and the structure and the components of the screen. So the other part of H, HTML is a data, um, data source, they call it a data. it's it's a it's a JSON document. Um, you can use that to put, uh, text and other values that you want to then bind to different properties inside of your APL. Uh, you could do that because you want to maybe reuse your screen and and translate it for different languages. And so all you would have to do is have a different you know data file that's for that language. There's lots of different things that you can do. but the way but the way that you have to do, uh, speech inside of APL. If you want to, you know, do that, do it this other way, is you define uh, text inside of your your data um, document, and that could be plain text or it could be SSML. And um, then you have to define transformers inside of that same JSON document, and that's just a different section of the JSON document where you have to say this is the transform that I want to. Um, uh, run. Uh, in this case, I want it to do, uh, you know, a, a text SSML uh, transform. Uh, you specify what the input data property is and what the output property is. So it's just kind of configuration. And then when mm-hmm. this document gets run, what ends up happening is that, that there's a transformation that happens behind the scenes.
0: So... So to make sure I follow this. So as part of the data section, you're gonna be providing um, some text, which can be formatted as text or SSML. Mm -hmm. As part of that data, you're also going to create another data object, which is the result of transforming that string into audio. And that's gonna be saved as as another data node, which which we can reference elsewhere.
1: Yeah, so it's it's um, the format's a little bit different. You have to have a, spe- a specific um, array section inside of your JSON document for transformers, for and then one um, object for each of the different uh, transformers that you want to do. So, for example, you can do an uh, if if you've got one text node someplace else in your JSON, in your properties section, that says this is the text and it's SSML. Maybe you want to show that on a screen and maybe you also want to speak that out loud. So you would have two transformers. You would have a SSML to speech uh, transformer that would reference that other property. Let's call it narration. And um, then have that transform that into some sort of output. And maybe that's uh, like narration speech. Then if you wanted to also have that as text, you would use an SSML to text transformer you would still use that same narration as the input um, path. And then the output name could be narration text. And so, and now it's, it's as if the transformer section is, you know, after the transformation happens, it's like, that's not there anymore. And it's like those output node names, the narration speech and the narration text are living in your document, right, right next to the narration That has the string that actually has the SSML. I got it. No, it
0: makes makes perfect. I mean, to me, it makes perfect sense. It's basically saying, um, we're going to define, you know, this is in your data document. So we're defining some data, plus we're also defining transformers on some of that data, which is going to produce new data. That all makes sense to me. I got it. Okay. Okay. So then what
1: you're going to do in your document is if you say, this is the, let's say that your, your component that you have in your APL is a text component. Your text component has a text property. You could do a data binding expression saying, "I want to get to my, you know, properties dot narration text." So then that that data binding happens, and so when that uh, text component is rendered on the screen, then you see that you see the text. So every component also has. Um, regardless of what type of component it is, it could be an image, it could be has a speech property on it. So you could use that that narration speech um, field that we you know was generated from the transformer. We can do a data binding expression to bind that speech property to that component. It doesn't matter which component, but you know we, we assign it to a, a certain component. Now the trick is is that that component also has to have an ID because what what needs to happen is some sort of a like a button click or some sort of a uh, command so, some 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 sort of um sorry some sort of event that's going to to trigger something needs to execute a command called a speak item command and that speak item command needs to have a property which is the ID of the component that has the speech property at which point in time if I were to click the button it would find that component and then it would speak out whatever was in that speech property
0: okay so quick question first though can you trigger a speech item on page load or page render
1: I I'm I'm pretty sure you can I don't I don't see why you can't okay um, yeah, there's, there's, you know, there's on mount every, like the whole document has an on mount um, event, every component that gets rendered has an on mount. Mm-hmm. Um, like if it's a pager control, there might be an event when you swipe and you get to a new page. So um, you could, you could see different things where, where something happens and it swipes to a new page and then it starts speaking the thing that's on that page and then different animation things happen and then. Uh, you know, maybe you're you're done with that and you hit the next button and it swipes and it starts over. And so mm-hmm. I you can kind of see where you you might have uh, you could do like a, a comic strip or a little story animated story or something like that. There's you know there's lots of different things that you you could do with this. Um, so that's just speaking and that's that's you know that's been around for multiple iterations of APL. okay. Um, so. What is new is the on speech mark. So that is an array. It's like a. It's a, like an event handler. So what's going to happen is, and it's got to be on that same component that you have your speech, because okay. that on speech mark property goes with the speech property on that same component. So as the speech is happening on that component, events are being raised, and that on speech mark. Um event is triggered for that. And then um, you can do different things with it. So let's let's talk about the different types of events. There's different types of of speech marks that get triggered on this event. Oh, you can have one for-
0: Okay, that
1: seems interesting. You can have one per sentence, one per word, one per speech mark tag, Okay and and one per what, what is it? Viseme, It's It's the, the the different
0: facial changes as things are uh, speaking. That's that's very. okay. So that's all very interesting for a number of reasons. Um, I mean, the, the first is that it goes beyond a speech mark tag. Yes. That's, that's that's just you know that was the only thing that was supported on the Google side was you would get an an event fired when the speech started when it finished and then every time you had a mark tag but yeah. this sounds like it's got fake mark tags all over the place that can get triggered <laughs> yeah and you can, is... you can key on on those so that's that's very interesting so so
1: you can get you can get very like very simple. Like if you know that your string has a certain word in it, and you want something to happen on that word, all you have to really do is, um, because APL has conditionals, you can set a when inside of that um, on speech mark event handler and say, I only want to trigger these commands when the 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 value is the word, you know, hello, or um, so you don't even necessarily have to check for what type it is. You can, you can check just to see if the uh-huh. value is a certain thing. Or you can say, um, you, you wanna do something every time a sentence happens. Um, and and you know, maybe you've got something where, maybe it is like a, a, a some sort of a pager thing where first sentence is this thing and then it's, it reads it and when that sentence happens, you want to navigate to the next page Next page, and you could just have it read off and and auto navigate.
0: Now, um, now, do you know? So, so, okay, two things. First, when you register the handler, are you registering it only for certain types? No, you're you're going to get you're going the events
1: going to get called for every type. But then you use the when um, property that's part of uh, the conditional that's part of APL to ignore the things that you don't care about.
0: Okay. So, and you can register more than one handler for on, on speech mark. Would I, did Yeah, I get on right?
1: speech mark is an array. So yes, you okay. can have multiple, you can have multiple and each of those can have one clauses or you can have like a, a sequential or a parallel um, event that then includes, you know, children. So there, there's ways of, of composing parent child relationships mm. so that you can, turn some on and turn other off or do multiple animations, or you can even create your own custom commands, which are really just groups of other things. And then once you define that custom command, you could use the custom command in place of all of the components of it and have that be the thing that gets acted on.
0: That one may have to come up for another time. Cause that sounds like a <laughs> 30 minutes all on its own there. It is. So what, other information is is sent with each event. So presumably, we get event type. I assume for for like sentence and word events, we get the sentence and word.
1: You know what? I need to experiment with it. But the two properties that, um, that I can, well, the three properties actually that I see that come with the event is there's the mark type. So for every event that comes in, you can check the mark type and say, oh, I only wanna deal with this if it's a word or if it's a mark type. Um, There is the mark value. So in the case of if the type is mark word, I know that the value is each of the words as it goes through and is being spoken. So I could only assume the same thing with the sentence that if if the mark tag was a sentence, then the mark value would probably be that sentence. Um, That would only make sense. Um, So what it seems like to me is, let's say that you've got a string, your SSML string has two sentences, sentence one and sentence two, and sentence two has a mark tag in it. What I think probably has is as it starts to speak it, it says, oh, here's the first sentence, Uh, event as mark tag sentence, here's your sentence, okay, first word. Here's your uh, For, mark tag word, yeah. type word, first word, second word, third word. Okay. Oh, second sentence, blah. Word, word. Oh, mark tag. Um, and I'm assuming mark tag wraps a word or words. So then mark, you could uh, mark
0: get... No, mar, a mark tag is, well, let's see. Is, is just a tag, I think. Or that's, a, you know, it, right. it doesn't let's, wrap anything.
1: Let's take a peek. So yeah, it could be just a tag or it could be, a, it, could, it could wrap things. Let's see. It's pointing me towards uh, mark tags in the poly documentation. So, let's see. Oh, and it's got the same, the mark tags in poly, it's got the same thing. So, maybe the maybe that would give us a little bit more descriptions. But the four mark types in poly are sentence word, uh, visimi, and SSML. Um, okay. So, let's take a look at uh, the mark tag. The syntax is the mark tag itself, uh, with one property name equals
0: mm-hmm.
1: something, and then the end tag. You're right. It doesn't. It's a standalone tag. It's not. A, it doesn't wrap anything. So it, it is just a placeholder. So I'm assuming when when you have a mark tag, then the mark type is um, is going to be mark. Um, and the and the value is the name. The value is yeah. the the name. The the value of the name property that you that you specify.
0: Okay, so you said there were three properties. What's the third one?
1: Oh, the third one is mark time. It will tell you Ooh, what part-
0: Interesting.
1: You are in the overall, um, I guess, uh, I don't know if it's uh, number of seconds in or or what is it? Let's see if, that, if it tells me any more in the documentation. Um,
0: I would guess that it's milliseconds.
1: The start uh, uh so yeah, it's the start time of the speech mark uh in milliseconds. So you can say that this happened so many milliseconds into it. Now very what I don't know um is if there is a way to know how many milliseconds the whole thing is. So that would be what, interesting. Could you do a progress bar as you're talking? It would progress bar through. To the end, I I don't know that uh, I I'm not sure exactly where how you would use that, but it it does figure out because I, th- I basically and it seems like what's really happening behind the scenes is that it's really just using poly, uh, to generate the the text yeah. to speech anyway, um, and so. It, I,
0: it, I I know that on know. the yeah I know that on the Google side on Google, um. Text to speech. The what the mark tags do is they create and as part of the output that gets sent back along with with the audio file. You mm-hmm. get an array of how far into the audio file each mark tag was.
1: So that's that's what Poly shows actually. It says the 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 Poly the SSML metadata includes the time, the type, the start and end. I'm assuming that's in characters and the value, but what is yeah? I'm, we're gonna have to investigate that. That's that was gonna be interesting because because there's a lot with.
0: that you can do with that value. Uh, I mean, as you said, you've got a progress bar. Is is one of the things?
1: That's the simple um, one. Yeah.
0: You know, I was also thinking of things that you know, you have you 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 record this value. You store it the value that comes back in it in a in another data object, and if you interrupt it or push a button in acknowledgement as you're going through this, you know where in where where you're where you were. Oh. And there's all, right. all sorts of things when you press the button or interrupted it. And there's all sorts of things that you could do at that point.
1: Yeah. That could be one, it could be like analytics stuff that you care about with using the app, or it could be a mini game,
0: right? Or or you know, if you're reading off a list. I now know which item in the list you've just read off. Oh, that's interesting. And, and now you can have, you know, cause this is one of the things we've talked about a lot in saying, you know, if I'm reading off a list and I say, yeah, that one, well, which one? Now we have at least some reference to know which one that was, if we're keeping count.
1: Another way you could do that is before each of the items in the list have a different mark tag. Yes. And as it's going through, Record what the mark tag was, or keep a, keep a value of the last mark tag that was that happened, and yep. then then you would know what, where they stopped on it. Right. This
0: this now you even if you just keep a counter so that yeah. every time we went through a sentence, I increment the counter. I know. Okay, I was interrupted on the third sentence.
1: Very interesting. Um,
0: and you know, I also suspect that. If you, I mean, it, it, I don't know how to necessarily do some of this and I, it may not be possible, but now if you do something like interrupt it, we know where it was interrupted. Can we, Or the, at least the last start of sentence that it was interrupted at. Can I yeah. return back to that point? You know, set the playback to start right. playing back at 300 yeah. milliseconds in. Uh... And if you can't do that today... Will we be yeah. able to do so in the future?
1: Yeah, I see that. I, yeah, that's that's interesting. Um, the the last type that we talked about was the 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 Vesemi, Um and I I don't really have a lot of a, a, a experience with this, but my understanding is is that it would fire at different points as things are speaking, and you could potentially animate a face to speak. So like if you're saying, oh then you know you can make the mouth do like oh yeah. no Mr. Bill um or 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 whatever, right? So um so then you could start working on some sort of a, an avatar interface for um you know for your application for your game you could be talking talking to somebody on you know in your game on a well, like a communication device, and they could be you know talking back, and you could see their face moving or
0: right. No, what it definitely means is you know I don't know if any of the the digital twin systems you know the, the avatar systems that are out there now could work inside Alexa. Um, you know, do they? Yeah, that's they, interesting. You know, do they give what what format will they output things in?
1: Yeah. Um, so if if the formats were like just image files like a series of image files one for each of the different types you could do that or if it was uh, somehow with an SVG you could convert that SVG into AVG as long as it you know only had certain types of um SVG tags uh, so that might be another way that you there, could do there, it so there are certainly there
0: are... things that you can do I mean I you know one of one of the things that I did for uh the interactive canvas was I had a uh, my Shakespearean insult to action, um, which was, which was fun to do, but the, the animated version of it, which nobody saw had, you know, when Shakespeare was talking, his, his mouth moved up and down. Um, the insults that he was giving as he spoke, each one appeared on the screen. um, and when he wasn't saying anything at all, you know, his mouth was quiet and he was kind of looking around, you know, suspiciously. Um, and all yeah. of that was done using, uh, you know, using uh, PNG files and and moving the PNG files around. Yeah. And I feel like you can do the same sort of thing on Alexa.
1: Oh, yeah. It, it seems like everything everything's in place for, for something like that. That would be fun. I'm excited to see what people do with it. And
0: uh, they there is a lot of potential here. Um, one, you know, one interesting thought. I know that one of the more esoteric features that was in Google's SSML and Alexa does it completely differently um, is what I would use to refer to as the multi-track feature. Mm-hmm. So you could have, you know, a track of, of spoken audio and then another track of background music, for example, that, that kept repeating. Yeah. Um. I think it would be interesting to see if the on speech mark tag works with that, for starters. And then what you can do with it, because there are a bunch of interesting things you can do with that. You know, so, for example, as... Um, your, your, your background trumpet tag repeats, change the background on your screen. Uh, or, you know, as if you're having multiple people talking in two track, you know, in multiple tracks, because yeah. you can, you can sync tracks to, to appear one after the other, have the, have a, a, a speech mark tag at the beginning of each one indicating who it is. And changing the screen to show a different perspective.
1: Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, um, yeah, I, definitely something I've got to play around with that to to better understand it because I haven't really done much with the the uh, the speech property and the speak item command, and kind of this uh, inside of APL um, processing stuff. I don't, there's, there's enough stuff that that I need to learn with that. But I also know that there's um, APL for audio, which (laughs) is, it it was kind of created to handle the situation where you've got, you want to have multiple tracks playing at the same time, but I don't know exactly how that fits in with APL or um, how it fits in specifically with, with this new feature. Hmm, so it, it may not it may not work there. Um, or surprisingly it may I, I just don't know enough about it.
0: I, I mean I, relatedly though um, so if you send back both the the classic way of sending back SSML and this way of sending of, of uh, including SSML, what happens?
1: You know what I do not know the answer to that okay um it seems like to me what we would end up having to do is as the result just before the result came back you would need to check to see if it was a screen that supported APL and if it did then not
0: not send the regular not send
1: the, the 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 text response back or do something else I would have to research that I it's probably a known problem like a, a known you know approach. I just don't know, um, you know, what that would turn out. Just never tried it. Maybe I was just lazy because the other way just worked for me, and I didn't.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm just trying to think. To <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm just trying to think how I can do things, you know, as easy as possible. So,
1: yeah, you know, I'm like this. this works for me. I haven't needed to sync audio differently than, you know, and so uh, now I've got a reason to to need to do that. So we'll
0: have to we'll have to take a look. Um, this is a fantastic feature. I mean, I, this is one yeah. of the features I loved in Interactive Canvas. I am thrilled to see it make a, an appearance in APL. Yeah. So, um,
1: I you know, you made me aware of this. I'm assuming it just barely came out today probably or just within the last couple of days as far as the an- announcement. Um, and, I, and the documentation for APL is already updated. That's where I've gotten some of the information from. Is APL
0: Ninja updated?
1: I don't think so, because what happens is that APL Ninja is based on a, there's like a certain library or SDK that Amazon has to update and then publish and then uh, then he would need to kind of deploy that. So uh, I will be asking him. Um, I'm, I'm sure that he would get it out fairly quickly. I don't, I don't think it's like a breaking change on so- things
0: so uh, it may, so it may be out by the time this podcast maybe it is. makes it out. <laughs> maybe, maybe it
1: will be. So we'll we'll check, and if it is, I'll chances are I'll have some some sort of example up there uh, to to show you what's going on with it, uh, uh, even if it's just the one that's in the in the sample uh, documentation, just so that you can start playing around with it. But that's that's what I hope to do. I'll probably spend some time this weekend looking at that and and seeing what I can
0: learn. Yeah. Now, so this is very, very cool. And there were some other things that came out in this APL, but we'll we'll look at them another time. Yeah. Oh, the
1: one thing, and this is kind of the use case that would be like the classic use case for Alexa that was problematic. Let's say that you have a a game and it's kind of like a game show where you give a question and then you give an answer. So you give an answer and you wanted to show the screen Yes. And, and say something, and then you wanted to advance to actually show what the answer was? Yes. It was really difficult. You had to basically do animations based on the time. You'd have to actually like manually figure out where the time was of that audio file, and then tweak your animation to not advance to the real answer until that time had passed. Now now you can just do it with a uh, a mark tag.
0: That's great. Yes. No, it's an excellent point.
1: So that's I, I've I've seen many a game uh, on Alexa APL work around that exact thing because this uh, tag well, didn't exist.
0: Even more exciting, or or and related to that, I think is that even uh, so, let's say you know you need to to start a five minute timer or a five yeah. second timer, and you want to visually show that timer. How do you know when to start the timer depending on the length of the question that you ask? You know, when you ask a question, you could take one yeah. second to ask a question or three seconds to ask a question. You don't want to start the timer until after you're done with the question. Now you can set a mark tag at the right end at the of the end. question, yep. and that's what that triggers the event that starts the timer that that starts the whole display. You know, a change yeah. in the display. Yep. Very good. Very cool. That is, Lots that of is things cool. we can do with this. <laughs> <laughs> this Almost is why I love this feature so much. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it it just really lends itself. It's it's one of those things I feel like I've been asking for for a long time, and I I feel like they listened to me finally. So, uh, and, and probably not just me, but uh,
0: no, like um, we said, it, it's all about Mark today.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let let's
0: just end that. <laughs> that's that's enough enough talking about Mark. <laughs> so, would love to hear other ideas that people. You know what they want to do with this, what they are looking forward to doing with this. Um, Have you tried it out? What are your experiences with it? Love to hear the feedback that people give. Um, As always, reach out to us on Twitter, LinkedIn, comments below. You know where to find us on uh, the Alexa Slack channel is also a great place to find us. And we'll talk about all this stuff another time on Two Voice Devs. Two Voice Devs. Take care, Alan. Take care. Have a great week. Look forward to, to hearing your experiments with this. We'll share it again.